Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. All right, today we're talking about 55 and plus and jobless. You know, especially in the high-tech world, there are many people over 50 that are seen as over the hill. And, 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 and many employers are very nervous about hiring people 50 plus. And there's some reasons for that. Older workers generally insist on higher salaries than a 20-something. Uh, they're less likely to be current on technology. They're more likely to be stuck in their ways. They're more likely to be resistant to have to have a young boss. They may be less willing or energetic uh, enough to put in the long work hours often required uh, and also solve a company's computer breakdown or, or bring a product to the market before the competition does. And healthcare is more costly for older workers, and they're more likely to develop a debilitating illness such as cancer or heart disease. And that would necessitate they're taking long periods of time off, uh, long-term disability, and uh, not being 100% when they come back. In addition, because they, they'd be covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act, the employer might have to make special accommodations for them and face legal risks of terminating the employee. And just as in mathematics, there's rarely been a major discovery by anyone over 35 in, in cognitive demanding work. Uh, minimum raw brain power is often helpful and older people are less likely to have it. And so the government has established that people over 40 are a protected class. And so if an employer wants to terminate that person, there's greater risk of wrongful termination and age discrimination. And so many job seekers who are past 50 have a hard time convincing employers that they're worth hiring over someone who's in their 20s and 30s, especially if they're currently unemployed, which suggests that no employer has been willing to hire them at all. And, and so what a 50% unemployment job seeker do? Well, there's some things they can do to help themselves. If you disliked your line of work, but might not have uh, had the guts to try something new, consider having been laid off maybe for the best. So you take a month or two and come up with and try a, 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 to land a, a launch job and, and a desired field. And let's say you've been a software engineer, but you wish you could teach high school. See if you can get a substitute teach without a credential. Perhaps you'll discover that this is your calling. And if so, if you look uh, like an alternative teacher certification might be helpful, which may allow you to earn uh, while you learn. And getting trained largely by school districts, master's teachers, rather than an ivory tower academic thing. So that could be something to do. On the other hand, you know, if you if you uh, like the kind of work you've done all these years and you go out for a month or two and try to get a similar job, it's easier to get hired if you've been out of work for a short time. Plus, your fresh anger at having been let go may fuel you to work harder to prove to your employer 
uh, that they wronged you and having let you go. So there, there's a list of, of, of target employers that you need to make in your network to see if they will set up a three-way meeting or a phone call or an introduction. These are some steps to take. If not, answer on target ads, touting the advantages of your age brings. For example, having seen so many problems, you may solve them more quickly. Also, if a target employer isn't advertising an appropriate job, writing a hiring manager at those organizations, requesting a quick meeting, and see if you might be of help. Of course, you want to tout your strengths, including the benefits of your being older. You might want to also post your resume on a mega job site like Indeed and Craigslist and, and, and a polished profile on LinkedIn. You know, that, that may give you those niche jobs that fit you well. Also, curry well-regarded recruiters in your field because they may be able to help you. If after a month or two of, jo of, of job searching, you're not getting the signs that you're likely to get hired for a target job, cut your expenses and go to plan B. What plan B would be is recontact everybody in your network to ask if, they, if they've heard of anything job-wise. And if not... Are they open to a? Are you open to a career change? For example, one that uses your skills in computer support, persuading people, project management, whatever that may be. And if that fails, then go to the next plan, which the world has told you it doesn't want to hire you for a job even near as prestigious or lucrative as your previous one. The odds are that uh, more months of pounding the pavement won't yield one. So it might be wiser to get a job you know you can get. For example, working at Home Depot, uh, Starbucks, being a delivery driver, tutoring kids in reading. You know, start a simple business, for example, selling something on eBay. Um, you know, uh, you might open a, a scarf or an umbrella cart or a flower stand. You know, it, taking early retirement so you can do something you've longed to do. Volunteer, write that novel, start a rock band, whatever. But, you know, it, 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 it's not a rosy picture that I'm painting here, but it's the best shot at realism. You know, if you've had... A lot of people in your uh, line of work like I've had where I've seen people that are facing unemployment in, in their 50s, there's a lot of anxiety involved in that. People develop a lot of health issues derived from the stress that they're experiencing, and that's very sad. You know, unemployment has especially hurt older workers in the recession that we're facing. Workers 55 and older are more likely to be unemployed spend longer looking for a new job than is the case for younger people. They also often experience discrimination. And this exacerbates the mental stresses associated with unemployment, adding to other health worries in the pandemic and further eroding old workers' financial security. So unemployment has been more widespread among the oldest workers than among somewhat younger people throughout much of the time that we've had over the last 10 years. Just from June to November, the unemployment rate for workers 65 years and older averaged 7.1 compared to 6.7 for workers 55 to 64 years and old. And also uh, and, and, and 6.3 for workers 45 to 54 years old for unemployment. And typically, unemployment rates decline with age for mid to late career workers. And this is the first recession where older workers experience higher unemployment rates than some younger workers. So unemployment has always posed a unique challenge 
for older workers. But this problem is more widespread in the recession than in previous ones. So older unemployed workers often tend to look longer for a job. The average length of employment for older workers has sharply increased over the course of the pandemic, averaging 22.5 weeks for workers 55 and older. And so, uh, you know, the length of unemployment uh, is uh, an average 19.8 weeks for workers from 25 to 34 years old. You know, adding insult to injury, unemployed old workers often face discrimination while looking for a job. You know, uh, the, 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 the Federal Reserve data shows that in 2019, just before the recession, 12.9% of unemployed workers were 55 to 64 years old and that they'd experienced some form of discrimination, including age discrimination. In comparison, 10.5% of those with a job in the same age group reported some form of discrimination. You know, it, it's even more widespread if you go up to 65 you know, it's un unbelievable how much discrimination is happening towards these poor old people who have very little resources to hold their lives up sometimes, especially if they've had multiple divorces, children that are living at home, children that never really uh, spread their wings and they're having to support them. Then they have to support their grandchildren. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on and on. And so these patriarchs of the family and matriarchs are suffering and we need to do something about that in this day and age, but it's gotta start with them. It's gotta start with them wanting to get out there. You know, employers do not want to retire you. They do not want to pay benefits for the rest of your life. They do not want to pay you a pension for the rest of your life. That is a pain in the butt to manage. It's very expensive. It's very cumbersome. Corporations want hired guns. That's why they like to hire contractors nowadays. They don't want to have these long-term people spending all their time at work, spinning their wheels, wasting time, making more money than they, they, they should in their older years because they get their annual raises all the time. That's what employers are against. They want to cut the fat and get down to the basics of people who can function and work. Now that sounds awful, but the truth is knowledge is power. And people that are old, if anything, have wisdom oftentimes. People that are old often have done things that are hard in their life that make their life easier. And those hard things, they may be able to fall back on to make a living later on in life. You know, but the biggest thing is if you're over 55, you wanna cut costs, you know, uh, 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 that they're going to they're going to discriminate by firing not hiring more experienced people and get higher paid workers several factors unique to the recession could further exacerbate age discrimination for for instance some employers may decide that they do not want to hire people in an age group disproportionately likely experience severe uh, covid old people die of covid that's what happens. They get older, they get frail, they get diabetes or some funky thing. And next thing you know, they're off and running with COVID. And it's sad, but that that is a very, very vulnerable uh, uh, group of people to hire. You know, as people were being laid off, you know, they, they say, you know, Luckily, you're if you're going to be laid off, they say, you know, luckily you don't have to lose your job for a month. You have a month to look for a job. OK, that's so nice. It's going to take 22.5 months 
to look for a job. You know, if if you want something to be equivalent monetarily, you're going to have to offer something different than what you offered your employer. You're going to have to offer something new, something something that has uh, an add value to a business. That is important. They don't want you to just slip in and take over a role that they could pay a teenager for. You know, when we're employed, we're often more confident. Our self-esteem is higher and we're less likely to be haunted by worry about how we're going to pay our rent. And this makes it easier to appear professional, ambitious, and likable and hireable. Most people have a sense of who they are based on the value they offered themselves and others. And so, you know, if you think about it, uh, uh, when we're in a good job, we tend to feel like we offer something of value to others. But here's the key. In this day and age, we cannot afford to establish our identity in our work. People that throw too much of who they are into their work tend to lose themselves and lose their value. If we understand that a work is a part of us, that's great. But making it all of us is not healthy. We don't want to give a job that much power because the moment we lose that job, we lose everything. There's people that are in niche jobs that are in the 55 and they're not doing well and they're not beating the competition of the younger people in their workforce. And they've got huge bills, big houses, lots of mortgages, lots of bills, lots of young kids, lots of college. They got all of that ahead of them, but they're not they're not ready to face that because if they lost that job in which they're dependent on an employer, they may lose their whole identity. And that throws people's life into a complete spiral of depression and anxiety, depression and anxiety. And we need to be mindful of that as a society, that we need to step into that population and find ways in which they can function better and have more in their life. You know, enmeshment isn't new. It's well-documented amongst high-pressure careers that require years of work to pursue, like becoming a doctor or a therapist or or somebody that does a particular kind of work, like welding or, or steel. You know, it's, it's this niche stuff that if you throw yourself into something that's too narrow, you're going to find yourself fragile on the backside. And it, and it happens to a lot of people. In fact, in the United States in particular, where we value our individualism, we tend to assume that when someone loses a job, even if it's someone is us, they must have done something wrong. But, you know, if you look at the studies starting back even in 2013, they found unemployed white-collar U.S. workers tended to blame themselves more for the job loss than unemployed workers anywhere else did. And so in the corporate world, layoffs happen pretty regularly, and they have very little, if anything, to do with individual performance. They have to do with the category of age that you fall into. You know, six months after a pandemic hit, 25% of U.S. adults said they, they or someone in their household was laid off or lost their job. And about half Americans uh, experienced job or wage loss. And I know that that – I don't have the studies, but I know that it's that way all over the world. And this is a huge economic implications, but it also will continue to have a huge impact on the people's mental health. The unexpected loss of a job can affect a person's self-worth, their financial security, their relationships, and lead to being uh, susceptible to mental health issues. 
And so when we feel rejected by our boss, abandoned by our company, it can lead to believing we are not as valued as others or capable of producing valuable work. But the truth is we got up every day and went to that job. And oftentimes many of these people did the best they possibly could and gave their best years and sacrificed enormously for what? Not any loyalty, not loyalty. They're just cut out just like everybody else. And then over time, if we stop believing in our own value, we lose our hope for the future. And it can result in mood shifts, including chronic feelings of emptiness, inappropriate intense anger, withdrawal, even self-hatred. And it also impacts your physical well-being. Stress levels will increase the longer time goes by without ample possibilities of necessary change. Prolonged stress can lead to high cortisol levels, high blood pressure, and can suppress and affect our immune system response and so that we can get sicker faster and more severely. And sometimes people, outward behaviors can communicate what they don't feel safe expressing emotionally, including depleted energy, appetite loss, sleep disturbance, apathy, and also a de decrease in basic self-health care routines. And it's amazing that that can happen to people, but after you get derated and, and, and undervalued and laid off and treated like you're a piece of crap and you're 55 years old and you're looking around at people your age trying to get jobs and they're not able to find them, it gets pretty scary out there. And so, you know, we're seeing a high rate of people hurting themselves, self-harming, self uh, doing, doing things to sabotage themselves, self-sabotage. There's all kinds of stuff going on because they turn to drinking and drugs and all kinds of ways to find comfort in their life. The deal is we have to find a way to pare down to a lifestyle that we can maintain. And if that's at a Starbucks job working out in the middle of nowhere, that may have to be the case. But we have to survive. We've got to pull together and try to help each other out. The United States has the highest income inequality than any other country in the world. And its unemployment projections, even with the CARES Act, are relatively weak. So people in the United States are at great risk including those who are up there in the age above 55. If you develop mental health issues like anxiety and depression, low self-esteem as a result of being unemployed, those conditions could then make it even more difficult for you to look uh, for new land jobs or you know, for you to land a job. You know, a person fearful of rejection or failure may even avoid looking for a job and may postpone and prolong the process, actually contributing to greater depression, increased anxiety, and that in itself has is going to be a very, very psychotic situation for that person because their very survival is at stake. And there is a thing in this life, and we need to understand this term. It's a suicidal lifestyle, and there's a lot of people that live it in their diet, in their health, in the way they take care of themselves, in the way that they work, in the way that they live. If they're going to live with depression, they have all these expectations that are not being met. They have a failure narrative in their life, and that's how they feel about themselves. The deal is if you're going to land on your feet after 55, you have to go to a preference. I prefer I have my old job, but I don't. I prefer I had more money, but I don't. I prefer that I had this, but I do have these choices. Now we have to think about possibilities, not probabilities, possibilities. Possibilities needs to be where we go constantly. That's what makes us resilient. During the pandemic, women accounted for 55% of the 
2.5 million jobs uh, lost in April 2020, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And this repressed and represented an abrupt, disappointing reversal from the previous December when women had more payroll jobs than men for the first time in a decade. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about 55 and plus and jobless. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC CEO Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about uh, 55 and plus and job loss. You know... (laughs) Depression and anxiety are very treatable, and a lot of people that have gone through some kind of prolonged job loss will su- will suffer some depression and some anxiety, and they want may want to consider reaching out to a mental health, mental health professional. They can help you. In fact, you know that the, the receiving therapy and job search training may slightly increase your chances of getting a job through more high quality studies are needed to actually tell us what that is. But there's the, the, there's a website called Trusted Source which will give you some job training ideas. You know, and, and, and looking into career coaching or a job program may be another good thing to try. Some of the best ones have been an, at the at Trust Source to help people learn how to better cope with rejection and keep up their motivation. You know, there's a lot of talk about gender bias and and uh, racial bias and culture bias at work. And each are important for many reasons, but perhaps one of the biggest, most problematic types of biases we face is the biases of age. 
And we often evaluate people based on their age. And this is now becoming a major challenge. Several years ago, through, through, through a, a research conducted by Deloitte, uh, they asked about 10,000 companies, is age competitive advantage or competitive disadvantage in your organization? And the answer probably won't surprise you. Over two-thirds of the companies out of 10,000 considered old age as a competitive disadvantage. And this is consistent with the AARP uh, studies that show two-thirds of individuals age 45 to 74 have experienced age-related discrimination. In other words, if you're older, you're likely to be considered less capable, less able to adapt, less willing to roll up your sleeves and do something new than your younger peers. And much has been written about this because the workforce is aging at a rapid rate. People are 60 and over are projected to outnumber children under the age of five within the next couple years. And, and by uh, 2025, we expect 25% of workers in the U.S. and the U.K. to be over the age 55. In fact, the same cohort of workers is the fastest growing uh, almost in every country. And in the U.S., job vacancies have outnumbered job applicants. And this is largely a result of baby boomers reaching retirement at a rate faster than millennials are able to step up their pace. And so we face two clear demographic things. First, this, of course, is something we should celebrate. We're living longer, but the average longevity of human life goes up to, to three months each year, but it has fallen back since COVID has hit. So maybe we hit our peak. I don't know. You know, at, at, at about the 20th century, at the beginning of the 20th century, 40 was the average, 40 to 47 years. And then now it's 79 years. By the end of the century, it should reach 100 you know, young people are having fewer children also, and fertility rates are declining throughout the industrialized world. So in the U.S., U.K., Germany, Japan, other countries, at the birth rate is 1.7 to 1.9 children, far below replacement. This means that the only way these economies can grow through improvements in productivity or immigration, which is what's happening. Basically, they've dropped the border and allow anybody to walk in this country without any identity or any concern or any care. And now that the Democrats have regged the election for the second time, now we know that the electorate has completely been taken. Uh, just looking at the, the manipulative results of our election here in 2022, sadly, these people are going to be flooding in and us at age 55 and plus are left with nothing or very little or very little scraps. You know, it, it, we argue that companies must bring older people back to work and give them meaningful, important jobs. But the myth propagated by the retirement industry is that the people over age 65 should retire, despite the billions of dollars spent convincing us that our golden years should involve travel, golf, sitting around the pool. Research actually shows that people who stop working and retire often suffer from depression, heart attacks, general malaise, malaise for not having as much purpose in their lives. And so many people, particularly those who have enjoyed long and meaningful careers, like to work. In fact, the truth is, me, the one on this show, I'll probably work till I'm dead or I lose my mind. You know, that's just the fact of, of life. I have an eight-year-old son. That's going to cost a lot of money and a lot of time. And I know that, and that's what it's going to take. I'm just going to have to keep plugging away. You know, work 
gives you meaning and purpose. And life is empty without it sometimes. It represents an opportunity to give value to other people and the community, and it gives you a network of friends and associates, and it gives you something to do with your intellectual and physical energy. And why would we want to retire if we actually love our work? Countless of people in their 60s and 70s are are actively engaged with their careers and certain to avoid retirement. At 89, Warren Buffett is still regarded as one of the most brilliant brands in the world of finance. And and his right-hand man, Charlie Munger, is 95. You know, at 61, Madonna is the undisputed queen of pop. At 81, Jane Fonda is as prolific as ever in her career and as an actress and an activist. In addition, the most important job in the U.S. goes to people who would generally be considered too old to be productive in most cities. You know, here we are with the president. What? He's 80 years old. My God, I can't believe that. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I just think that younger people would do better running the country because they know what's ahead of them and they have a vested interest in what's ahead of them. You know, all this suggests is that age does correspond with workplace wisdom, and research proves that contrary to popular belief, older, more tenured people are more successful on entrepreneurs. Those over the age of 40 are three times more likely to create successful companies as a result of their patient, collaborative natures and their lack of a need to prove themselves that tends to accompany youth. You know, what can people gain from these old people? Our career systems, our pay systems, our recruitment and assessment systems are designed against hiring older people. Many companies believe that older people are overpaid and can be replaced by younger people who could do the job just as well. You know, uh, uh, even Mark Zuckerberg, uh, the, the mega owner, the, the Facebook dude, younger people are smarter. He said that. You know, we have an entire media and publishing industry that glorifies young people. The scientific evidence on the issue shows differently, though. For most people, raw mental horsepower declines after age 30. But knowledge and expertise, the main predictors of job performance, keep increasing when beyond the age, even beyond the age of 80. There's also ample evidence to assume that traits like drive and curiosity are catalysts for new skill acquisition, and even during late adulthood. And when it comes to learning new things, there's just no age limit. The more intellectually engaged people remain when they're older, the more they will contribute to the labor market. And besides the value and competence older employees bring to the workforce, there's the similar issue of cognitive diversity. Few things of value have ever been accomplished by individuals working in their own vacuum. The vast majority of our advancements, whether in science or business or arts and sports are the result of coordinated human activity, people working together as a cohesive unit. And the best way to maximize team output is to increase cognitive diversity. When it's significantly more likely to occur that people can of different ages and experiences working together. That is important. If you're the smartest person in a room, go to the room where somebody's people are smarter than you. If you're the most emotionally stable person in the room, go to the room where people are more emotionally stable than you are. You might learn something from that. And that's the beauty of having people that are of older age in their in their wheelhouse of knowledge. That is a great thing. To truly overcome age discrimination and the, and the damage it can bring our economy, companies need to take action. And so 
what would be wise would be for them to give older people titles and roles that let them contribute their expertise. You know, you don't have to give them higher pay necessarily, but give them a good title that what people would respect. Also offer accommodations for flexible work, more accessible workstations, more light, uh, larger fonts, other things that can help accommodate the needs of people. You know, look at look at the pay equality by job and level, not tenure. Tenure is not a useful measure for pay unless it's direct, directly translates to experience and skills that drives value to whatever your employer is. But it's more than okay for an older person to make less money than a younger person if, if, if they're new in the job. In fact, it's fair. If they're new in the job, that's the deal. It's, it's fine, you know? You also have to bring age uh, diversity, and these are corporations, what they need to do to change. Bring age diversity into your DEI programs. One of the studies uh, that Deloitte did showed that age diversity teams feel more psychologically safe and innovative than teams that are age biased. Age brings a sense of security and wisdom to teams, so use it to your advantage. Give older workers managerial roles, supervisor roles, mentor roles. These positions will leverage the years of expertise on the younger people so they don't reinvent the wheel. You know, you might want to recruit older people, invite them back to work from retirement, tell stories of older people succeeding. You know, companies like Boeing, Bank of America, Walgreens, General Motors, others now invite older workers to come back. And, and there's, there's, there's very specific uh, uh, programs that they have that are tailored to the aging. You know, they're called returnships. You know, coach and teach people like recruiters not to discriminate by age. You know, teach younger leaders about reverse mentoring. Show them how they can help older people understand how to manage older workers who have biases of their own. You know, as our economy globally uh, ages, ageism bias will become a more important issue than ever. Put the terms longevity and age into your well-being, you know, your your recruiting strategies, your 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 developmental hiring. And you remember that many people, no matter their age, do not have enough money to retire, even if they wanted to. In the U.S., it costs $1 million to retire at age 65, yet 21% of Americans have no savings, 10% have less than $5,000, and all this to say people of every age are motivated to come to work. So if you could create an inclusive, fair, and meaningful experience for older employees as well as younger people, you'll not only find your company becomes more innovative, engaging, profitable, you also be befitting uh, society as well. And that's a big deal, giving back to the world, giving back to society. You know, older workers are, are skilled and experienced. You know, we've heard universally that older workers bring a level of experience, critical thinking, sheer knowledge that cannot be taught. And in some industries like jewelers, embroiderers, cabinets, cheesemakers, you know, it takes a decade or longer for workers to gain the technical skills necessary to do their job. And even in industries, less technical training skills require like like a, a, a fabric place or equipment rentals. Uh, you know, it, it may take years for the sales associates to become familiar and fluent enough with the product to be really successful. You know, it, it's just young people have a can-do attitude and make mistakes. Old people know what questions to ask. That's the difference, and you need to benefit from that. 
You know, the experience of knowing how to get around a city, where to park, knowing the building managers, knowing how to get a job done right, knowing the people around you, but having lived in the community, having ex experienced the community, you're going to have networks of people. You know, it's like playing a piano when you put a person in an environment where they thrive. You can be trained, but it's not the same as playing for years. It, you know, when you have a person that's that's been doing the same thing over and over and over for many years and love what they're doing, they are contributing. And you want to tap into that and help them succeed and help them teach other people by the way they've been taught. That is a beautiful thing. You know, the median tenure of age workers from 55 to 64 in all industries was 10.4 years, more than three times 3.0 for workers ages 24 to 25 to 34. And that's from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Businesses facing higher worker turnover like retail and restaurants, you can see 100% work turnover in a year. Consistently, they prefer to hire older workers who have families to support or a reason they have to come to work. The younger workers who come and go more frequently. You know, even a cabinet shop, you know, they may no longer, they may tap into an older, retired or an older person who is already trained at how to do cabinet work and already does cabinet work and is already a perfectionist around uh, cabinet work. That's going to bring a lot to the picture when you're talking about skilled labor like that. You know, businesses after businesses speak about older workers being the first ones to arrive for a shift, you know, focused throughout the day, people who rarely miss work, even in fast paced, physical demanding businesses. That's important for all of us to understand. All of us need to grab onto that. If your business is a niche business, then what you want to have is employers, employees that match that niche business. You want to have people that have experience that bring something to the table. The fact is small businesses benefit greatly from older workers because older workers know what they're doing oftentimes and they bring value to the picture. They bring understanding to the picture. They bring community to the picture. They bring physical strength, sometimes mental strength, excuse me, and they also bring the idea of community to their business and stability. So small businesses do really well when they hire older people into their work and represent their work to the public. That's an important thing. You know, older advertising sales forces, even though workers have voluntarily reduced their hours in a few days of a week, you know, older workers have retained relationships with all kinds of businesses. So when you think about it, as an advertising sales rep, they may actually bring something greater to the picture by the fact that they know more people in the world. And that's a huge thing. And there's also evidence that mixed age teams in a workplace are more productive than teams of workers with the same age. And they have a lot more to talk about and they have a lot more to share. And there's a lot less pretense involved. And there's a lot less power play involved when you have an older mix of people in the workplace. That is a very, very important element. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. 
Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about jobless after 55. You know, employees are a huge driving force when it comes to the success of any organization and and how do you choose who to have on your team unfortunately some employers overlook valuable applicants because of age or tend to not hire older workers and there's a lot of myths about older workers because many organizations lose out on top quality employees but older workers possess qualities that most employees and employers strive to find knowledge dedication willing to learn team players You know, if you're not convinced that older workers are a critical part of the workforce, take a look at at other reasons. You know, experience. Older workers can tap into both professional and personal experiences that help them excel. And it's an obvious, but some some people overlook that asset. Some employers might worry about a, a learning curve when it comes to technology. However, there's a lot of research that proves that older adults can and are willing to learn tech skills. And programs like Advantage Workforce Solutions can help retool older workers' skills for today's workforce with no cost to an employer. On the other hand, you can, you can teach a younger worker what the older employee has learned after 20 years. You just can't do that. You know, wisdom comes with time, and wisdom often means that the experience and the difference between a smart decision that helps your business and a mistake that sets you back. Older workers tend to be reliable. Research has shown that older employees are more likely to show up to work on time and less likely to call in sick. Older workers also do not switch jobs as often as their younger colleagues. They're not trying to climb the ladder. They also shine when it comes to maturity and professionalism regarding a a strong work ethic. The biggest issue that is facing older workers these days is the fact that we are in a highly diverse workforce. 
And that means that they, they cannot bring their prejudices into the picture. They cannot bring their biases into the picture. There is a equality that they must understand comes with any kind of employee employer situation. You know, and that's where that professionalism needs to come in. Another stigma about older workers is that they cost the employer more money than a younger one. Some costs, such as health insurance, might go up, but long-term effects often outweigh that. If you have somebody that's a great plumber, if you have somebody that's a great electrician, they may cut a lot of corners that actually helps you enormously and brings a lot more quality to the work. Usually older workers show up and don't don't uh, uh, just – dump on a job this saves a company a high cost of frequent turnovers you know they stay with it and they they have uh, there's also recruitment is one of the highest staffing expenses but an older workforce reduces your need to constantly recruit because your turnover is not happening as often also they play an important role in providing skills to younger people by passing on their knowledge and experience you gain more long-term employees through younger workers that stay with your company so organizations that tend to have long-term employees save money but the key is if you're going to be an old fart and you're going to go work at a company with a bunch of young people, you better step up into their technology. You better step up and learn from them because they have other things to offer that you may not have. They may cut corners in a way that that is smart and wise that you're not aware of. And if you keep trying to do your dinosaur steps instead of walking with the, the, with the hunters, you're going to have a really hard time in that workforce. You're going to have to go in sharp and smart. And, and you know, the, any kind of medication like Prevagen or anything like that that can help your memory, you probably should start taking it right now because that is going to be needed. You know, in many cases, confidence is a result of experience. And as we age, we become more comfortable with who we are and what we know. So the combination of confidence and expertise goes a long way. That doesn't mean you're arrogant. It just means you're good at what you do. So what? That's awesome. You know, confidence ex exuded by older workers can have a positive effect on younger people. Older employees can guide their younger counterparts through gaining self-esteem. And when your team is confident in what they do, your business runs more efficiently. So having an age-diverse workforce makes sense for most places. Older employees represent the largest part of the buying market. And they might find it easier to connect with the people you're targeting as customers because they are the customers. And so that's something we must understand. You know, uh, the, the connection can also provide valuable insight into your business. And in creating a diverse, welcoming environment for all reflects a positivity on your brand. And it will likely result in growing your customer base and retention of existing customers. Even the U.S. Department of Labor has recognized the importance of older people in the workforce as uh, 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 a, a uh, national employee Older Workers Week on September 18th through the 24th, and the occasion aims to increase awareness of these people and encourage innovative strategies to hire and retain them. And with the economy in flux like it is, the more ages 55 and older are working than ever before. So the labor force is expected to grow by 96.5% among people ages up to 75 over the next decade. 
And that's also according to the U.S. Labor of Statistics, Labor Board of Statistics. But older employees continue to face age discrimination in the workplace. And some employers avoid hiring older workers, force them into early retirement, reduce or deny certain benefits due to their age. And these are unlawful actions. And there's a lot of information about what people can do. You know, you want to nearly 70 percent of five million people who left the job force during the pandemic are older than 55. Many older workers cited health and safety reasons, the demands of their jobs, subsequent burnout, personal priorities of their resignations. But companies are striving to lure these people back. And so discrimination against workers based on their age is illegal in many countries, yet legal experts say ageism is widespread, particularly in technology and finance. And like any other discrimination case, ageism lawsuits can be challenging to win. In the U.S., about 27 million people or 20 percent of the workforce experience menopause, women, yet menopause is seldom discussed or supported in the workplace due to various stigmas associated with the condition. So companies play a vital role in reducing these stigmas and support their workers who deal with these adverse symptoms. You know, older workers may not have the same tax savvy, you know, tech savvy uh, as their younger colleagues, but they have years of experience and they you can't that you just can't replace and you can't teach. And during the economic recession, more attention has been placed on hiring less costly younger workers. But companies have smaller budgets, which have led many people to getting promoted into management positions with little experience. But a good worker doesn't equate to an effective manager. And some promotions hurt office morale and lead to high turnover. You know, and, and so companies are now looking to hire people with robust management experience, which means older workers are now in demand. And so to stay competitive in the market, you know, uh, uh, there is uh, companies need to make an effort to attract and retain older workers and and, uh, you know, retirement programs in the country is 47 percent of the workers are older than the age of 55. So, you know, companies regularly host training courses and job fairs, and that's what these old folks need to go into. But what are these great benefits? You know, uh, approximately 25% of the workforce is still 55 and older. That's a good thing, but their jobs are much more fragile. So let's look at the benefits. They have a good leadership skills. Older workers make good leaders because they often have stronger communication skills and they're, than their younger colleagues. Also, older, remember, older workers remember a time when communication wasn't dominated by email, instant messaging, texting, social media. As a result, they have advanced communication and people skills. Face-to-face -face communication is an essential skill in the business world and one that, that a junior staff member sometimes struggles with. They can benefit from having somebody that's good at being out there and being in front of people. Also, older people know what they want. They've been working their entire lives. They're not searching for the next opportunity like younger people. Companies invest countless man hours to finance resources to screen, hire, and train new employees, only to find that many of the people are green and not ready for the work. And so they have to send through a career path that is very steady and very hard for those people to follow. It's very important for us to understand also that older people in the workforce are often loyal. Since older workers are typically more satisfied with their jobs, they also tend to stay longer. And uh, the length of time a worker remains with the same employer increases with age 
at which the worker began the job. So the, 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 the tenure of workers with their current employer is the highest in older workers, 10.2 years, when you hire them after 55 years old. That's important. They also have good work ethic. And they have strong networks of people because they've been around and they're connected and they know people. And that's an important asset for all businesses to hold on to. It's very important to understand that older people bring a lot of value. Yes, some are crotchety. Some are old. Some have bad communication skills. Some are not good at their job. Some are too old to work because they may not have taken care of themselves. But if you're looking at somebody that's older and healthy – and has a good attitude, there's a good chance that person may be a good opportunity for you. Sometimes you're going to find your best dishwasher at 59 years old for a restaurant. Sometimes you're going to find your best manager for, 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 for a business at 55 and over. Sometimes you're going to be able to retire from your own business and put an older person in charge who knows what they're doing. You know, this can be a wonderful thing for many people. Many benefits are involved in hiring older people. They bring a lot of season. They bring a lot of experience. They bring a lot of patience oftentimes. If they're healthy, once again, if they're healthy, if you're 55 and older and you're not healthy and you don't take care of yourself and you're living a suicidal life because you drink, you smoke, you take drugs, you do whatever, no, you're not fit for the workforce, not ready. If you're going to submit yourself to depression without treatment or anxiety or panic attacks without – or if you're going to be one of these people with, with uh, uh, somatic disorders where you're going to the doctor all the time, that's not going to work. I'm talking about healthy people over 55. Those folks have a lot to offer, and we need to invest in them. And the more people invest in their health as they get older, the better shot they're going to have to have a job of quality if they haven't had the common sense to save the money to do it. You know, it's very important for all of us to really understand also as you get older and you have the probability of retirement, you might want to find want to, want to find a person who has worked their whole life, who knows what they're doing, who can fit into your slot, but they may not be the entrepreneur that you were, but they may be the responsible person that can hold a business together and maybe you hire somebody else that has more entrepreneurial skills. If they're good at entrepreneurial and they're old, God, you've got it made. You've got it made. And we need to understand and appreciate that population because pretty soon they're going to be very hard to find. All right, that's our show. I want to thank you for listening. I love hearing from you. You can do that at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. We now have a Facebook where you can reach out to me. Also, you can contribute to our show via our Voice America webpage in the links section. Now, remember, for men, belt and pants waist height determines your age. Also, old age and treachery will always beat youth and exuberance. That's David Mamet. If you're old, remember children are here to replace us. Also, there is nothing better than telling old people at funerals, you're next, after they tell you you're next at a wedding. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 